What is going on, guys? Welcome into another episode of the Jiu-Jitsu Secrets Podcast. So in this episode, I'm going to be replaying a clip from a podcast interview that I just did recently talking about the Jiu-Jitsu mindset, kind of some stuff that might be holding you guys back in more of a conversation format. The podcast is known as the Daba Jiu-Jitsu Podcast. Um, so if you guys want to check out the full video version, make sure you check it out on YouTube. That's where you guys can watch it. Also check out some other episodes. I think I've done a couple on there. If you guys want more Jiu-Jitsu content, um, we were able to record several parts. So I'll be kind of co-releasing those as they come out as well too on this platform. And yeah, hopefully you guys enjoy it. Um, all Jiu-Jitsu content is good. So take it easy and uh, have a good training session. And, that, and that's a debate too, is what should you put in your basics curriculum? What is basic? Yeah, well, there's the whole argument of how many hours or how many how much mat time mm-hmm. dictates white versus blue, blue versus purple, purple versus mm-hmm. brown. Like, I think I, I think it's interesting that in the jiu-jitsu world, that's it's small, but it's also very clicky and culty that we will say, like, unless a school does it the way that my school does it or that I prefer everyone else's trash. I don't know why we can't just be like, listen, the style of jujitsu that how this school does it is different than mine. But at the end of the day, it's still jujitsu. Why don't you guys just find which one you like the best? And the answer reason, the reason I know the answer to it is because it's money. People don't want to send another person to another school. So what happens is when someone comes in and they're like, Hey, do you guys like train light? And like, can I learn self-defense? And can I do this? What does every school say? Of course, come on in versus like, that's not a great standard of care. You should be like, listen, our school is not for you. We don't have a program or an environment that would fit that. Why don't you go see my buddy that's down the road? And it's like a referral program. No one does that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be um <laughs> because we're trying to that's the last dollar, right? They're trying um, to retain as many students as they can, but yeah, I so I it's it's an interesting it's an interesting thought. Um and I too like I'm not saying Gracie by any, no means do I want anybody to think that I'm a giant supporter of Gracie University. I think it's gross how sometimes they will try to say that what what they do is gross is sometimes they will try to say what would they do is the best is better. Versus, and they put everybody else down here mm-hmm. versus saying what we do is different than everybody else. That's okay. But when you try to say like, we're the best and you try to like make all the arguments and del- belittle everybody else, that's where the problem starts to come in. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, and, and but it's easier for marketing. It's like, if you're, if you're a person that's trying to make a decision, who are you going to go with? You're going to go with the best. You're just gonna you're just gonna find every all the videos and articles that write that you're the best, and then you go that way. Versus like people type into YouTube, they type in best way to. <laughs> this is a quick quick story, and then and then and then I got to get out of here. But like, I got to go to a seminar one time with Roy Dean. I don't know if do you know who that is. I I recently just read his book, uh, Black Belt Mindset. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, he's a cool dude. Um, and so I was at a seminar, and he was attending it, and then we went to all go out to eat. After like the guy that hosts the seminar was like, Hey, we have reservations at this place. Whoever wants to come can come. And so I went and Roy Dean was there and uh, I just happened. I got to sit like right across from him and I was like kind of fanboying out because he was one of the first people that I saw who actually had like content on YouTube back in 2007 and eight versus everyone else had like crappy, like cell phone footage of them doing an arm lock. He actually had like production based stuff 
And and he talks about that in his book. I don't know if you've yeah. read his book. I have not. It's, I should. It's a really good book. I'll I'll link that in the description too. Yeah. Um, it's really good. He actually talks about how his transition went from like 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 you said, like recording the moves mm-hmm. into like the digital age of it. And he said that's why um I think it was blue belt requirements. Mm-hmm. He said that's why he thinks it did so well is because people actually got something that they craved from jujitsu that they've never sure. got before. So yeah. And to then so he started talking about like that. So he told he told me a lot about that. And then he told me because he actually has a background, he probably says this in his book, but he has a background in film in film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He went to school for film. So like when he started training jujitsu and he was like, Well, there's no there's no actual good quality of anything. So he just like started doing it which is smart. He found a hole in the market and solved the problem. And then um, he though was telling me though, that out of all the series he has made, he's made like all different ones still to this day, the number one that is sold is like, you know, he has white belt requirements, blue belt requirements, purple belt requirements, black belt requirements. What do you think is the number one, the most sold blue belt? No black belt. Because the best, what'd you just say? Best arm lock. Okay. So people associate that if I just skip everything else and I go straight to the black belt techniques, therefore I am learning the best. Thank you guys again for supporting the podcast. In case you guys didn't know, I'm really trying to work on growing my social media presence, either on Instagram and on Twitter. So make sure you guys give me a follow over there of at Jason Hill is both handles. It's also in the show description. It's a quick way to link over. This is the best way to also ask me about questions or topics you would like future podcasts on. Also, if you haven't already, make sure you check out the YouTube channel. It has a lot of these topics just in video format. It's just another medium for you guys to check it out. And so that is a good way to also get some jujitsu help. So thank you guys again, and I'll see you guys later. Okay, interesting. See, my mind, whenever you asked that question was, well, there's a there's a bunch of people, a bunch of people sign up for jujitsu. What's the first thing that they're probably going to get tailored to is is oh blue belt because i know i got i got into that too i didn't even know there was a black belt one i'm probably gonna go look that up right now and buy it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so but he just said that like that by far the number one that sold was the black belt and he is conf- and to i don't know if you talked about this in his book because to curriculum or guide guidelines is a good word because he he even openly stated that it's guidelines it's like this is a recommendation of a series of stuff that you should kind of be aware of by this belt doesn't mean you have to only know that you can know a lot more right so that's why guidelines is a good word not correct curriculum makes it sound like if you don't know it it's bad right guidelines is like a recommendation yeah Yeah. and so like the black belt it's just a guideline it's not like that all of these moves only black belts can know but what did people do they thought that and so they went and bought it and they are thinking that like now they can just hack the system and learn the black belt guidelines and forget everything else but not understanding how it's a tiered thing like it builds off one another you understand that because you're in jujitsu but I can guarantee you also, which I didn't ask him this. I don't know if he even had this as data. What belt rank was it people who are buying it? I want to, I would want to know if someone that when they bought the black belt series, it, when they were, when they bought it, were they a blue belt? Were they a purple belt? Were they a brown belt? Were they a white belt? And I guarantee you majority of them were white or blue belts. Cause that's what majority of jujitsu market is still to this day. Is that. 
white is, and blue belts. Is the white and blue belt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're the largest population. And they've always been the largest population because as you go up, it shrinks. It shrinks. Yep. It's just, it's, it, I think it's with, uh, with any business, as you go up, there's less, less officers, less lieutenants, mm-hmm. less, you know, chiefs and, and stuff like that. And it's, it just gets more scarce as you go up. So out of probably, let's say, let's say for giggles, he sold a hundred thousand units of that DVD. I'd be curious if like 95,000 were white belts that actually <laughs> bought it. Right. Like I'm curious. I, I don't, I don't know. I, yeah. I, I would, I'd be curious. I don't know if he has that data or not. He probably doesn't. Cause I don't know if it was even around at that time, but, or people probably just bought it who didn't even train jujitsu, but just saw that someone had something and just bought it. I don't know if uh, he didn't mention that in his book at all, that that, that data. But did he mention to you that he did uh, yoga? Mm-hmm. Or did you know that he did yoga? Yeah, he did yoga. He also did judo. He studied judo in Japan. I vaguely remember the judo chapter. Uh-huh. Yeah, so he, he he did a lot of stuff. Actually, judo was what he found first before jiu-jitsu. Because he did judo. He studied abroad in high school. He went to Japan and studied and learned judo there and Aikido. Cause he also has a keto background too. Yeah. And so that's, he, he talks about it in the book where he, he like really started diving into like wrist locks and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And so, um, yeah, it was just cool to kind of hear that perspective of his, yeah, I think you'd really like the book. It, it was, yeah. Like, well, I've got to train with him a couple of times, so I've got to do seminars with him. I've got to roll with him. You're so lucky. I would love to <laughs> like, yeah, he's a cool dude. Awesome. He's so, any, he, and he's too, he's a pretty approachable guy. Like he's not like, um, I don't know. He's not like he's a t- he's actually really tall and lanky. Like it's it's like he feel, you can't. I feel like I feel like he looks like six two or six three. He is. He's probably yeah. every bit of six three, and he's long and lanky. But he's not like a. I don't know. He doesn't. He's not an imposing figure. It doesn't feel like you know, like some guys who are even shorter just look like you know they just kind of have that jujitsu imposer like cauliflower ear face all crooked you know stuff he doesn't look like that at all he looks the, like a the, Vol- the volkanovsky yeah yeah he just looks like a normal dude you know if you saw him in jeans and a t-shirt you'd be like oh that guy is not anything <laughs> so but he's a yeah he's a cool dude if he's ever in your area or something definitely go go do a seminar or something if you guys are really enjoying this podcast i'd greatly appreciate it if you left me some reviews maybe some five stars whether you're listening to this on audible spotify apple Podcasts. make sure you guys leave this five stars leave some nice words also share it with a friend you know i don't charge anything for these podcasts and my goal is just to grow it and help the jiu-jitsu community so thank you guys for supporting and i'll see you guys later